And now, boys and girls, we are just about ready for story time. Get ready to meet the greatest storyteller of our time. He is entertaining and fun. He will make your spine tingle from excitement and your mouth gape from awe. It's Rabbi Yitzi Erps. Join Mendy and Chaya on a journey through time and discover the tale of the birth of the Alter Rebbe. Well, hello, Mendy and Chaya. I see you are wearing your Yom Tov clothing today. Sure, Zayd. Today is a really special day. That's right, Mendy. So many things happened on Chai Elo. I'll bet you already know that today is the Maharalmi Prague's Yorzeit. Yep, I read about that in last year's Chai magazine. It also said that the Maharal was the Alter Rebbe's great, 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 great grandfather. That's right, Mandy. Did you know that the Maharal also came from a very holy family? He is a direct descendant of David Amelech. So as you can see, his Yotzeit is a very special day. Bachai Elo isn't just the Maharal's Yotzeit. Isn't today also the day that the Balshamtev was born? Yes, Chaya, not only that, but on this same date, Achia Ashilani revealed himself to the Balshamtev to teach him the secrets of the Torah. And later on, the Balshamtev revealed himself as a Tadik on Chai Elo. Do you, Kindlech, know of another Rebbe who was born on Chai Elo? The Exactly! And then the Mithila Rebbe settled in the Babbage on Chai Elul. And later on, when Taimchit Mimim was established, they started learning on Chai Elul. You Kindlech know so much! That's amazing! I am so proud of you! But Zadie, if so many special things happen today, there must be tons of stories about this day. Tell us more about Chai Elo. You know so much more than we do. With pleasure, Kindlech. Let me tell you a story that happened with Reborach and Rabbitson Rivka. It happened in the year 5504, which corresponds in English to 1744, mostly called 1744, on the English calendar. Was that before you were born? Mandy, very, very funny. But I want you to know, this story happened way before even my Zadie was born. Baruch, there has been something weighing heavily on my mind for a while. What's wrong, Rivka? What's bothering you? Hashem has not yet blessed us with a child. I want so much to have a child. I... You are right, of course. I too have been davening for a child this whole time. I have an idea. Why don't you speak to your friend and mashpia, Reb Yitzchak Shol? He always gives you excellent advice. Reb Borach spoke to his mashpia. Reb Yitzchak Shol suggested that Reb Borach and his wife travel to the Baal Shem Tov and ask him for a brocha. And so Reb Borach and Rebetzin Rivke packed up some food and clothing and began the long journey from their home in Lyozhne to Mezhebush, where the Baal Shem Tov lived. Mezhebush is 800 kilometers away from Lyozhne. Wow, Zidi, that's 15 hours by car. That's right, Chaya, if you're traveling by car. 
However, there were no cars or planes in those days, and the roads were not paved at all. The streets turned muddy when it rained, making it very hard for horses to move. <sighs> there were not always hotels to stay in on the way either, and most of the time, the food was cold. It was a hard journey. The trip, believe it or not, could take weeks. I, we've been making good time on this journey, Baruch. Baruch Hashem, the roads are not too muddy. It looks like we might arrive in Mezhebush in time for Chai Elul. I hope so. I heard that the Baal Shem Tov makes a special Sauda for his Hasidim every year on Chai Elul. He introduces a whole new meaning into the avoid of Elul by the Sauda. Wait, was that the Baal Shem Tov's birthday for bringing? Perhaps it was, but no one knew that it was the Baal Shem Tov's birthday on Chai Elul until the Rebbe Rashab revealed it many years later. Well, I bet I know why Chai Elo was the day that this special Avaidna started. It's because it's the first of the 12 days before Rosh Hashanah. So, don't you remember the 12 days before Rosh Hashanah correspond to the months of the year that just finished? We use each day to do tshuva for anything that we might have missed out in those months. That's correct, Chaya. But the Hasinim did not know that in the Barshemtov's time either. This concept was only taught 199 years later by the Friedeke Rebbe in the year 5704. Sorry for interrupting, Zadie. Please continue with the story. Let's see now. The last leftover we speak about, ah yes, Reborich and Rebetzin Rivka won their long journey. You can well imagine how they must have felt when they arrived on Chai Elul, the hells to hear, on Chai Elul they arrived in Mezhebush. After finding a small place to stay in the tiny town of Mezhebush, then right after that, Reborach, he started to make his way towards the base of Medrash of the Holy Baal Shem Tev. Reborach was not sure what to expect when he arrived at the Baal Shem Tev's base of Medrash. As he was opening the door, he was thinking, how many Hasidim would there be? Did the, the Heiliger, the Holy Baal Shem Tev, did he start his special Chai Elul suit or not? And then he was thinking, would he have a moment alone to be able to speak to the Baal Shem Tev and ask him for a bracha for a child? Quickly, Rebarach tiptoed over, found a place for him to stay, and then he soaked in everything that was happening all around him. In the middle of the Suda, the Baal Shem Tov suddenly turned to Rabarach with a very special message. This coming year you'll be blessed with a child. What a special Baruch! Rabarach was filled with excitement. He couldn't wait until he got back to the place where he was staying with his wife and tell her the great news. When he came to the place where they were staying, he shared the news with his wife. They were both thrilled about it and they both rejoiced in great happiness. The days passed quickly and Tishrei arrived. Now Kindelach, although every Tishrei was a moving experience with the Baal Shem Tev, this year everyone felt there was something unique. 
Moshe, I felt such a difference in the davening this year on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. I felt like we were davening with such joy and happiness. It's not just you, Yankel. Usually, davening is very solemn and serious. But this year, everyone's talking about how freilich it was. Uh, there must have been some reason why this year is so different than usual. I am positive that this year will be a very special year. I just don't know how or why. I guess we'll all have to wait and see. After Simchas Torah, Raborach and Rabbitson Rivke went into Yechidus and again received the joyous news from the Holy Baal Shem Tov. Within the next year, you will be Ezra Hashem have a son. Thank you, Rebbe, for the bracha. I promise to raise this child in the spirit of Hasidus. As you can imagine, the journey back home to Leozhne, though long, was a very happy one. Reboruch, I am already so excited. I am completely certain that the Baal Shem Tov's bracha will come true. I must prepare myself for the arrival of our special son. I'm going to travel to my sister Rebbe's Devoira Leia in Vitebsk. She is very learned and her husband Rabbi Yosef is one of the Baal Shem Tov's closest Talmidim. She will teach me how to properly prepare myself for having a child. Meanwhile, back in Mezhubuzh, the Baal Shem Tov had become very ill. One night, the door closed right behind the Shamus as he walked out. It's been a long time that the Rebbe has not been well. I know, I know, it's getting very bad. The Rebbe can't even get out of bed to wash Nagelwasser. Oh, raise me, it's very difficult for him, you know that? Oh, that's terrible. They were still in the middle of talking when suddenly... Did you hear what I just heard? Uh, footsteps in the Rebbe's room. <laughs> Who could that be? I just came out of the room, and I'm telling you, there was no one in the room except the Rebbe! As the Hasidim stood there in confusion, the door to the Baal Shem Tov's room opened, and out walked the Baal Shem Tov. The Shamus and the Hasidim could not believe what they were seeing. The Baal Shem Tov began to walk straight past them, and walk straight to the shul. The Baal Shem Tov walked straight up to the bima. And then he banged three times and he said, Ich bin gesund! Ich bin gesund! Ich bin gesund! And then the Baal Shem Tov turned to the bewildered Shamash. Please bring me my coat, bring me an axe, and bring me a lantern. But, but Rabbi, it's so cold outside. Nobody's even letting the animals go outside. And besides, you are, uh, you are very, you are very... But the Baal Shem Tov just stared at the Shamus, and he understood that he had to follow the Rabbi's instructions. The Shamus quickly brought the Baal Shem Tov his coat, filled up a lantern with oil, and together they stepped out into the winter night. The wind hissed viciously, and the ice crunched beneath their feet. As they walked, this cold was so bitter, it entered deep into one's bones, and it almost froze them. 
the Bar Shem Tov, and his Shabbos walked through the dark, deserted city streets. There was not a sane soul who dared to brave the cold temperatures. The Shabbos thought to himself, I don't understand what's happening here at all. The weather is so dangerous, even for a strong, healthy person. Yet here, Rabbi's walking outside in this very bitter cold night. Hmm. Just a few minutes ago, he was lying in bed. He was very, very sick. Hmm. There must be something going on. But what is it? And where are we going anyway? It must be extremely important to the Rabbi to leave the house at a time like this. Hmm. I wonder what it is. The Baal Shem Tov and his Shamis continued to the end of the city and began crossing through a dark forest. Owls hooted in the distance. And the sound of the dangerous forest animals surrounded them. made their way to the thick trees on following the flickering light of the lantern. The Bashemta finally stopped. They had reached their destination, but here were they. The only thing the Shamish could see where there was a lake of water was a frozen solid piece of ice. The Shamish shivered. <laughs> and yet, he knew exactly what he was supposed to do without asking any questions or voicing any complaints. The shamish put the lantern down in the snow and very cautiously began to walk over to the ice. And then he knew what he had to do. He picked up that big axe and he started to chop through the ice. He had to chop very hard. The ice was very thick. ice began to crack a little bit and he had to zets and bang again I'm gonna hit it again oh, the ice is starting to crack oh wait oh wait, wait I'm slipping oh, oh wait. let me oh, I got my feet back on the ground for Hashem okay let me continue what I was doing ah Hashem I think this hole is big enough now. Then, the shamash raised his lantern once again and stood at their side while the Balshemtev immersed himself in the mikveh. I'm freezing! The shamash thought to himself as he waited for the Balshemtev to come out. But the Balshemtev remained in the water. Ah, this is so dangerous. The water is so frigid. That it can endanger someone's life to be down there for so long. I may, this is a conistophosis. I must get the rabbit out already. What could I do? What could I do? Suddenly, the shamus had a flash of inspiration. He turned to the rabbi and called. Rabbi, rabbi, the lantern is burning out. If we don't leave soon, uh, we will be stuck here in the forest in the dark. And we won't be able to find our way back home. 
Take an icicle off the tree and put it into the lantern. The one who makes oil burn will make the ice burn. The shamus took the icicle from the tree and put it into the lantern. And sure enough, the ice began to burn. On the way home, the Balshemtev told the shamus, Tonight is a very special night. A new neshama has come down to earth. A neshama that has never been in a body before. He will take Yidin, whose avoidance Hashem is frozen like ice, and will warm them up with excitement and burning fire, and a passion for doing what Hashem wants. He will reveal the hidden parts of the Torah to the world. Kindalach, do you know when this special night was? It was the night of Yud Tes Kislev, nine months before Chai Elul. And that was all the Rebbe's Neshama that the Baal Shem was talking about? Yes, it was. But at this point in time, even the Baal Shem Tov didn't know to whom this Neshama would be born. Please continue, Zadie. I want to hear the rest of the story. Don't worry, Chaya. You'll hear the whole thing. A few months later, in the month of Adashani, Rebbe's Rivke encouraged Reboruch to travel to the Baal Shem Tov. Please travel to the Rebbe and inform him about our good news. The Baal Shem Tov has Ruach HaKodesh. Surely he knows that we are expecting a child. Is there even a need to inform him? Of course the Rebbe knows, but I want you to inform him of the good news in person. Soon enough, Raborach was standing in the Baal Shem Tov's room. And without Raborach saying a word, the Baal Shem Tov said, Mazel Tov! Suddenly, the Baal Shem Tov realized to his great delight that the child that Rebetzin Rivka was carrying was this Neshoma Chadosh that he was talking about. Did he tell Reboruch? No, but he did shock Reboruch by telling him, I want you to make the brocha of Shechionu without Hashem's name. Immediately, Reboruch responded, Baruch Ato Hashem! Elokeinu melech o'elom Shecheyonu v'kiyemonu v'yonu l'zman hazeh Be extremely careful not to tell anyone that your wife is expecting a baby. Even after the baby is born, I want you to keep the birth a secret from the other Talmidim. And a few months later, on Wednesday morning, Chai Elbow. In the year 5505, which is 1745 in the English calendar. In the town of Lyozhne, Rebetzin Rivke gave birth to a baby boy. On that same day in Mezhevitz, the Baal Shem Tov was in a very happy mood. Yankov, the Baal Shem Tov himself died from the Omer today. What does that mean? I don't know. Not only that, the Rebbe didn't say Tachnu today either. The Rebbe looks so happy. Is this going to be another joyful Tishrei like last year? Well, it's been a year now, and we never found out what brought such Simcha to the Rebbe. But the Hasidim did not have to wait much longer. Right after Davnim, when the Baal Shem Tov sat down to his yearly Suda, he told the Hasidim, It says in the Gemara, On Wednesday, the fourth day of creation, the luminaries 
the sun and the moon were placed in the heavens to light up the sky. Today, a neshama chadosha, a new neshama was born. This child will light up the world with the light of Torah and provide direction and guidance to all Eden in the Avoid Hashem. He will have Mesiras Nefesh to establish the ways of Hasidus and his efforts will bear fruits until the coming of Mashiach. Then the Malchemter said, Amaimer, and the Posig Zayinachameinu, this one will comfort us. Wow, it must have been really special to have been there at that time. Back in Liezne, at the Bris on Wednesday, Chof Hei the baby was named Schneer Salman, after Rebora's father. After Rosh Hashanah, now that Rosh Hashanah has passed, I want you to travel to the Baal Shem Tov for the rest of the Yamim Toivim. Raborach, arrive before Yom Kippur. That Tishrei must have been a very joyous one. Actually, it was not. To everyone's bewilderment, the Baal Shem Tov cried very often during the davening of that year and the years that followed. What? Why is it? Well, no one found out the answer to that question until the Alter Abbas Opsherin. Okay, Kinderlach, I think we've had enough. Please, Eli, a little bit more. Okay, okay, but right after we finish, you both need to take a siddha, say Kriyashma, get Negovase, and put on your pajamas and go straight to bed. Okay, fine. When Reborach went to see the Baal Shem Tev, the Baal Shem Tev asked him, How is little Schneezalman doing? He proceeded to ask in great detail about all the details of the boy's development. Reborach, please remember, keep the name and special abilities a secret. Always remember, don't tell your child about me or about Hasidus in order for him to fulfill his mission in this world he must learn about Hasidus on his own and decide for himself if he wants to become a Chosid. Time passed. Little Shneer Zalman was already two years old when Abodach was back in Mezhbush for another Tishrei with the Rebbe. When he came into Yechidus, the Barshentov again asked him many questions about Shneer Zalman. My wife and I have observed that our son has a phenomenal memory. He remembers everything he hears, even if he only heard it once. Please make sure to keep all this a secret. Please, could I ask permission to bring my son to the Rebbe this year on High El for his Upsharanish? You have my permission on the condition that no one besides you, your wife and your sister, Rebbe's in the Vera So happy! Especially since the Baal Shem Tev had forbidden them from telling Shneer Zalman about the Baal Shem Tev. You are so right. He was very excited. When he came back home and told Rabbits and Rivka, she was ecstatic. Before long, the year was over and they were on the wagon back to Mezhebush with their precious son. When they arrived, Rabbits and Rivka and the Veireleh took the little boy into the Baal Shem Tev's room. Come! Let me cut you here and leave your pace. And let me put my hands on your head. 
Iborechecho Hashem veYishmerecho. Little Shnei Zalman was very lucky to get benched by the Baal Shem Tov himself. And the Baal Shem Tov then turned to Rebetz and Rivke and Rebetz and Verelea and benched them with good and sweet years. Then he told them they must leave right away. Why did the Baal Shem Tov cry during the Yom Tov davening? You said we would find out at the Alter Rebbe's Abshanish. Patience, Chaya. We're almost there. After the Abshanish, the Baal Shem Tov sat down for his yearly Suda together with all his Hasidim, doing the meal he said. At the age of three, Avram recognized that Hashem is the Abishter and the creator of the world. Avram Avinu had Messiah's Nefesh to teach other people how to serve Hashem. On this day three years ago, a special Neshama came down to earth. He too will have the Messiah's Nefesh of Avraham to teach Eden how to serve Hashem. When he succeeds in this tremendous mission, his Neshama will shine until the coming of Mashiach. The Sotan, however, was also given great strength to fight him. This is the reason I often cry during the past three years, because of the great challenges that lie ahead. The child's name is Shneir, which means two lights. He will light up the world through two lights, the light of Nigla de Torah and the light of Penimis Atera, Hasidus. Meanwhile, on the way home, Shneir Zalman asked his mother and his aunt, who was that elderly Yid who cut my hair? Why, this guy, it was Zayda who cut your hair. So is that the only time that the Al-Rebbe ever saw the Baal Shem Tov? Yes, and even many years later, when the Alter Rebbe became the Rebbe, he would always refer to the Baal Shem Tov as Zayda. Wow, thank you so much, Zayda. You really made my Yom Tov special. It was my pleasure, Kindlach. May you have a good yontif, and may this year Chai Elu bring you lots of Chayis in your Avoida of Elu. Now don't forget to do what you promised. Kriyashma, Negevase, Pajamas, brush your teeth, and straight to bed. Now, have a good yontif. <laughs>